Hi, this is Brett and welcome to Optimize. On this episode, I wanna share with you the Digital Product Creator's Survival Guide. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram and welcome to Optimize. So might sound kind of funny, right? Digital products are sort of a two-edged sword. On the one hand, what's great about them is that anybody can create digital products. They can do it from their own home. It doesn't require a big budget. It doesn't even require a ton of skill and not a big investment. So that element of it is awesome. On the flip side, the vast majority of digital products don't really sell. They don't really make their product creators money. And so the question becomes, what is the difference between a product that makes money and a product that doesn't? And how do you stack the odds in your favor so you know that you're more apt to make money than not? Well, there's a couple of stories from my digital product creation career that I can share with you that I hope will illustrate this point. So I had come off a really successful digital product that I had created. And I was thinking at the time, because I was sort of rising in the market and my brand and awareness of me and my products had grown so much um, that I was really, I, I wanted to outdo what I had already done. So I said, okay, that was a good product. Now I'm going to really create a game changer. And I went to work to create this really um, detailed course about exactly how you go from where I was, brand new in the industry, to where I became, where I ended up going, to having this very successful product launch. And I created an eight-module course. I included all kinds of stuff in it. I did case studies. I did walkthrough videos. I did a lot of specific detail about each and every step because one of my pet peeves, one of the things that really used to aggravate me when I was trying to learn stuff is there was always a disconnect between what somebody said they needed to do and what you actually had to do to get that done. You know, it makes me laugh because there used to be an ad on television and it was, and it was, about the same sort of a topic. And it would show this little car going toward a giant tree that had fallen across the road. And then the scene flips and it's the car a little bit past the tree with no explanation as to how the car got through the tree or around the tree. And they were making fun of that whole idea in the ad. And I found the same experience to be true in a lot of marketing like training stuff or guides or courses that you'd get. They do a really good job about saying what they did and how they were successful, but there's no specifics. There's no detail about the steps that they took to get there. And so I said, I'm gonna change all that. I'm gonna create this product that's gonna blow people away because literally all they're gonna to have to do is plug in, follow along, and they're gonna be able to do exactly what I did and they're not gonna to have to go through all the learning curves. So I was really excited about this. I spent about um, seven or eight months creating this product and I was making lots of videos and lots of you know accompanying like PDFs and other stuff. And I got the partners ready to launch 
and I got everybody on board and I was really excited because I thought, you know, this one was going to double what I did the time before and eh, it absolutely flopped. Um, I mean, monetarily, I made a few dollars, so it's not like I didn't make any money, but it was not even one fifth of what I did on the previous launch. The conversion rate was terrible and the product didn't sell. And I was really upset at the time and I was really confused at the time. I didn't understand how I could have created this amazing product that everybody wanted and that they jumped on, had you know built up a reputation from that and then launched another one and why there weren't people waiting in line to buy it. And so I was, I was really um, upset about that and really disappointed and so I had to try to figure out, you know, what went wrong, you know, and, and so I went through it all and I said, well, geez, you know, I, I, I changed the headline and I changed some of the stuff on the marketing page and I, and I tried various things to not really relaunch it, but to at least try to salvage what I had to try to get it to convert in a way and sell in a way that it would make enough money. And no matter what I did, I just couldn't get it to go. And... So before I tell you what the secret is or what the answer is, I want to share one other quick story. And this one isn't about me. This is another guy who was in the industry and he was super successful. He had an amazing reputation. Everybody loved this guy. He had a great affiliate marketing. Um, he would crush people's launches. So everybody went to bat for this guy and wanted to promote for him. And he also had created a product that he thought was going to be really good. He didn't do very many launches at all. So when this guy launched, everybody jumped on board because he was crushing their launches left and right, never asking for anything. And he was always on the leaderboard. So he went and he launched a product about JV partnering and things like that. And it converted at less than 2%. It was an absolute, absolute disaster. In fact, it was so bad that he reached out to the partners a day after it launched and he said, please stop promoting. It just isn't selling. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you that, oh, it's, you know, we melted down the servers and stuff that other people say. He said, I'm just going to be honest and tell you, don't waste any more of your promotion. And um, kind of an interesting thing that happened, though, um, as, a, as, a, as a corollary to that story, is all of the partners that he had gone to bat for and had worked with him for so long actually um, promoted for him anyway, you know, which I thought was really nice because, you know, this guy had done so much. But the, the, the moral of the story, the, the critical mistake that I made and that Mike made um, at, at the same time is that we fell in love with our product. We fell in love with the idea of what we were, we were creating. And we focused so much on making the product great in our own eyes that we neglected to ask the market, to ask our customers what they wanted. You know, if you try to create a product and your sole focus is on the product, you need to be very, very careful about that. And you should be very scared if that's the place that you're in right now. It's important that you take a step back 
it's important that you reach out to people that are either past customers or partners or whatever, or even if you don't have any of that and you're brand new, you're gonna wanna get somebody to give you a sanity check on what you're creating. Make sure there's even a market for it. Get some beta testers. Give it to some people for free. Get some feedback. It helps anyway because they can help you make the product better, but they can also give you testimonials if they really like it. But the big mistake was I believed that I was the brand, that my products were what was selling. And so therefore, any product that I created that was really good would sell. And that was a huge mistake because the reality of it is it doesn't matter who you are. I've actually seen this play out over and over and over again for people that you would think have such status in the market that they would, no matter what, be able to sell a ton. And products will fail if they don't meet customers' needs and if there isn't a demand for what that product does. If the result that the product creates isn't something that's desirable enough that people want to pay money for it, they aren't going to pay money for it. It's that simple. And so it's super important that if you are thinking about creating a product, that you get some ideas or some feedback as to whether or not it would sell in the market. If you are already creating a product, but it isn't done yet, then you want to make sure you get some people that are your target customers into the fold before you do any more work on it and get their feedback on what else it needs, whether or not it's good, whether or not it's something that they would be willing to pay money for, and those kinds of things. Because you will save yourself a tremendous amount of headaches and heartaches when you go to launch something or you go to sell something and it absolutely fails. That's absolutely a crushing feeling. And you never want to be in that situation. And here's the other thing. You know, you only have so many hours in a day. So if you knew what you had wasn't going to sell, as hard as that is to hear and to see, it's smarter to know it now, change course, and either rework the product you've got or create something new that will sell. So at least you know that when you go live with it, when you try to start selling it, you're going to be able to make sales. You aren't going to be able to ram a square peg into a round hole. So no matter who you are and what your circumstances are, you will not force the market to buy something they don't want. It's much more important to align what you're trying to create with what the market wants and understand that it's the customer demand that drives everything and not our supply. <laughs> we can create all the great widgets in the world. If nobody wants to buy them, we aren't gonna make any money. And you can see this in every industry. It's not limited to digital products, but I use that as an example because there are far more digital product creators than there are obviously you know, hard, hard and fast physical product creators because the barriers to entry are a lot lower. Um, and so if you, if you have desire to create a digital product, get involved in the marketplace. You know, go to Facebook and find groups that are in the market that you want to be in. You know, network with other people that are in the market. Get to know them and feel around. Look for common issues. Look for common complaints, common problems. That's, those give you answers to the test about the products that would sell. 
when you fit a need that's out there that isn't being met, that's when you strike gold. That's when you create a product that might have been simple, that might not have even taken that much. And you might not even personally be in love with it, but the market will. And so that is a really important lesson. Hopefully you learned from, from my mistakes and my pain because that was a really hard lesson to learn. But it made me very aware of the fact that even though I sometimes come up with a great idea and I get that jolt of exhilaration and I want to just go get going, I may start it. I may start working on it. But before I get to a point where I've invested too much time or too much money, I make sure that there's a demand for it. I make sure that there are either similar products that are selling in the market already. You can look at the marketplaces like ClickBank and JVZoo and Warrior Plus and you can see whether or not products like that are selling and converting well. That's a clue. And you can also get involved in the market itself and start talking with people, getting to know them and asking them questions and seeing what resonates seeing their pain points, their problems and their challenges, and creating products that fill those needs. That is the surefire way to make a product that's going to work and that's going to make you a long-term digital product creator. So that is an absolute digital product creator survival guide. Until next time, as always, no matter what it is you want out of your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.